0: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Gridiron Gallery. I'm your host, Zach Heilman here, as always, for the show. Uh, Join me today, i got a very special guest in, uh, someone that I very much have admired since I've started doing this podcast. Back when I was starting out with the Arena Football League circle, uh, we have Fabian Guerra in today. Uh, many of you may have known him. He's the Rookie of the Year from the 2019 Arena Football League season. He was uh, signed with the Montreal Alouettes, uh, for this year. Uh, unfortunately, that had to change, but we're glad to have him in for an interview and just get to discuss a lot of things about his career and also the future for him as well. Baby, and welcome into the show. Uh, where where are you at exactly? It looks like a great, great uh, scenery you got there. I'm actually
1: in Miami, Florida in my backyard and uh, <laughs> enjoying the weather. Well,
0: it looks fantastic. I'm, I mean, I wish I was in Miami, too. I wish we would go on vacation, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I'm glad, glad, glad you got a nice place to be uh, sitting down and ready to talk some football and talk about your career in general. Uh, and tell you what, let's get some things started here. Uh, in particular, when I talk with any player, I always like to know about the backstory of the said player. I think, I think the stories that, of players in any league are some of the most fascinating things that you can have and they make for great content in particular. Um, but I want to know your personal story. Where, what's your background? Where'd you get the love of the game from?
1: So, my grandparents, all four of my grandparents were born in Cuba. They all migrated over here when they were uh, in their teens. So, I'm I'm full Cuban, hence the last name, Guerra. All right. Uh, so, I'm full Cuban. And then uh, my dad played high school ball. He actually got a scholarship to play college ball. I got a little bit of trouble. And uh, he, he gave that passion to me. And since I was four years old, he faked my birth certificate so I could play with the five-year-olds. No kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs>
1: So he's kind of, he's kind of, he's an awesome dad. He's kind of a a nutcase a little, but yeah, he's an awesome dad. And he put me in the game when I was four years old and I've been holding a football ever since. And I fell in love with the game. And yeah, he's the (laughs) one that, that, he's the one that, uh, that helped me with my career, helped me, uh, with a passion and, and yeah,
0: I, that's, ins- that's insane. See, that's again, that's stuff that I always find so fascinating. Everyone's journey into football is completely different. You know, I mean, I didn't play, I never got past high school, but I can tell you what, so many high school stories just in my own local high school, it's the same. You get stuff just like that. But I mean, crazy. Um, you know, and glad that you were able to make that journey along the way and you were able to get in. To football, one way or another. Um, so, high school, obviously, you got enough attention where you did get a you know college scholarship. You did end up. Uh, you, would you? What was your? What was the draw for you? I mean, how many? How many asked you or kind of recruited you to come in?
1: So, I actually had zero scholarships coming out of high school. We had the number one receiver in Miami on my team. Okay, Bo, Bobo Wilson. He paid for uh, Tampa, and he's currently with the Panthers. So he was on my team. So he got most of the love. And, uh, yeah, my head coach told me I would never go to play, play football in college. And if I do, it will be for a Division three school. So I was like, all You're right. Kidding. I, I, th- I said, yeah, thanks, coach, but please, uh, please don't help me with the process no more. I'll take over. So I actually uh, I knew a guy from Florida State football camp. I went over there with my best friend, Bobo. And uh, their GA well, was a coach at the time. I got his number. Okay. And I was like, hey, hey, coach, uh, I don't have no teams looking at me right now. Uh, can you take uh, – he, he was at Fairmont State. He got the job after Florida State. He went to Fairmont State. So I sent him a text. I said, look, can you give me a shot? And he said, look, baby, we have no money. Uh, you could come as a walk-on and earn a spot. I said, perfect, I'll be there. So I went to little, little Fairmont, Fairmont State in West Virginia, and, and, and I left everything behind, and I said, I'm going a, I'm, to I'm a do it.
0: Hey, you seem to make the most of it, though. I mean, two All East and you know nominations—that's pretty impressive for three conference, three. Just hey, and don't, good to double check me here. I mean, I I made yeah. sure to try and get as many stats as I could, and I apologize if I say anything wrong. But no, you're good. even more impressive, you know, three three years All East, obviously, um, and you've proven your worth. Uh, not not only do you have those nominations, but you got tape. And I think one of the most impressive tape tape that you have on the internet right now and it's on your profile you know people still comment on it. i still see people retweet even even right now it's it's the catch uh go through the catch what was the scenario for that
1: so so yeah it was crazy imagine a, a walk-on in west virginia it's, uh, i started as a freshman i earned the full scholarship as a freshman and, and I didn't put that – I had 300 yards. I didn't really have a good year. And then my sophomore year, first game, I shattered the receiving yard record, 247 yards, my first sophomore game. And then the second game, I get this crazy catch. So I went from a walk-on to a full scholarship to breaking records to the catch. And then and then I'm on ESPN, NFL Network, Des Bryant's reaching out to me. The whole world's reaching out to me. So I went from a little – little d2 walk on to getting all this publicity and yeah it was just uh the catch was like it was crazy it's it's weird because every day in practice i work on my one-handed catches people are like why you why why do you work on your one-handed catches i said you never know when you're going to use it Mm -hmm. you never know you're never going to know if you have to go up with one hand and i don't i usually don't go up with one hand i just had to that time so so yeah every I, I, i like i think that that working on my one hand catches prepared me for that moment. My hand was trapped. My hand was trapped in and I had to jump up with one hand and, 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 I, and I was prepared for it. So, yeah, I mean, people think it's love people, but, but I practice, I practice those scenarios in my head every single day. What would happen if two, what happens if this happens, if this happens, that's, and, and my goal is never to drop a pass. You saw me in arena. You saw me. Oh, always yeah. that. My, my goal is to be a sure handed receiver and come down with everything. So that's always my goal: run perfect routes and, and come up with the catch. And
0: well, I imagine that's easily on your uh, on your reel, if anything. Uh, I mean, that's that's one of, that's arguably the most impressive catch I've ever seen. Um, I would say it rivals obj, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and it been a
1: week apart from each other. So that was and I know,
0: cool. right? That's crazy. That's crazier still, but. And you know, it's funny, you've you jumped my question. What, is, what does it take to get, you know, to get that flexibility? Like, what kind of workout does it take to get the kind of get the flexibility and, like, uh, adjustment for the ball uh, besides if, just maybe catching one-handed?
1: If you see my Instagram, you actually laugh because I'm on a BOSU ball catching one-handed passes. I'm uh-huh. in the jug jug machine catching over the side passes. And then a week later, you see me make this crazy catch. So it's like – it's like, wow, like he has five videos right before the catch preparing for the moment, that moment. And, it, and just like that, it happens. And, and yeah, I just, it's crazy because everybody's like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? That would never happen in a game. I said, trust me, it's good. trust me, trust me. This is why I'm doing it. This is why, and it happened. It just, it's just crazy how, how you speak it to an existence sometimes
0: right and hey have you ever seen arena football (laughs) (laughs) but uh that that obviously not everyone has but we'll get to your arena football side I actually want to jump up to your alliance of american football days here's the thing i the alliance kind of got me uh some backstory into the spring football craze as some people have uh and in particular you were on the memphis express which uh backstory for me i'm a chicago bears fan mike singletary was the head coach of that roster so i kind of had a little special uh Special piece of my heart there, just him being the legend that he is. What was it like in it working under Mike Singletary, or at least under his coaching his like coaching
1: regime? Well, you're going to love this story. Um, so I used to send everybody from the AEF film, film, highlight tapes, they all ignored me. Okay. Mike, my, and Mike Singletary, I used to send them film at 3 in the morning. <laughs> For three weeks straight, I used to send them film at 3 in the morning. Maybe one day he would answer me. And one day, maybe he'll wake up, get a glass of water. I used to think he, he, whatever, maybe he'll wake up. Maybe he would look at his phone and see an email from Fabian Gale. So for three weeks, I sent him an email at three in the morning. And one day he answered me. (laughs) One day he answered me. The craziest thing, he said, "Uh, love your tape, Fabian. We'll keep in contact. Here's my number. Reach out to me. And then uh, I reached out to him and I was hanging out with my uncle and my dad. and, (laughs) And Mike Singletary called me. And then my dad and uncle were freaking out. They were like, who who's calling you? I was like, Mike Singletary. <laughs> they were freak, they were freaking out. They were like, Mike Singletary, like, "Dill Mike." Singletary. I was like, Yeah. And then um, so Mike Singletary, Mike Singletary called me and told me that they're, uh that Coach Lee is working out uh, a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He said, I would like I, I would like for you to go to this park and show what you have. So I went to the park and I stowed the show and I got a contract right on the spot. That's so, amazing. It was an amazing story. It was meant to be. It was. They were working out. They were working out in Miami, Florida, and, and uh, ten minutes away. So I was actually I was working out, and I and I and I stopped to pick up the phone, and he said, "Can you meet me at this park? Can you meet Coach Lee at this park?" And I said, "I'm on my way. I'll be there right now." And, and I stole the show, and I got a contract offer, and and yeah. But working with Mike Singletary was—he's such an awesome guy. Uh, the, the How he attacks every day. He's the most. He brings, he brings fire to anybody's eyes. He, the, the way he talks is like, wow, like he, like, yeah, I have so much respect for him and, and we still keep in contact. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. He's an, he's an amazing guy.
0: That's amazing to have that connection. And, you know, I, I would definitely, if I was in your situation, I'd love to be working under a, like a, co- a player's coach as you will. Um, I bet that was a really good scenario. And amazing story. Just, you know, sometimes adversity, you got to work through it You know, that that's exactly what that was with the tape. Um, what is your favorite memory with your days in Memphis? I mean, I've never been to the city of Memphis myself. I've heard a lot of great things uh, in about Grind City. Uh, but you you have any uh, particular thing that stands out, either
1: a game or maybe just time in the city itself? Yeah, just just being in the hotel with the guys and how we all bonded. It was Johnny Mandel was across the street, uh, across the room from me. Oh, that's I, right, yeah. It was just a crazy experience having, like, like just having all the guys together in, mem- in a hotel in Memphis. It was a, and then practicing with these guys and, and most of them played in the league. So I was just excited that-, that my talent shows all these guys played in the league. I haven't got a shot in the league and I'm competing or doing better than them. So it was just an eye-opener that I, I-, I-, I do have what it takes to play in the league. If I'm outperforming some of these guys and, and-, and- like it shows that I'm be- I belong to be here and-, and-, and it's not that I'm just crazy. I'm supposed to be here.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I would, I would be a little, st- I mean, it's a little different for me. I know you've been around many more players. I'd be starstruck if Manzel was across the hall from me, I guess, but you know, it, that is, that is a good point. You know, you are being, you are showing that you are at the right level and that you are putting out the right talent to get to the place you want to go. Um, looking back overall at your Alliance experience, did you, did you say it was rewarding or I know that I know the league ended in an ugly way and mm-hmm. some of the players, many of the players actually were burned by it. Uh, how do you look back at it as a whole?
1: Oh, it was definitely, like, it was definitely rewarding. I was the 90th person signed to training camp. Mm-hmm. The last, the last of the last spot signed. And, and they only kept 50 guys. And I was one of those 50 guys. So that just speaks volumes right there that, um, that they're not going to keep a, the 90th player. That means I was just there for a camp body. So mm-hmm. that means that I woke every, that means I woke everybody's eyes up and like, who, like we can't let this guy go. We don't know his name, but we can't let him go. Right. So just, just like every week, cut ten people. I'm, I'm the 80th person now. They cut ten more people. I'm the sed, 70th, 70th person, and then 60, and then 50. That was just like to me, like, like, I'm, like, I was born to do this. Like, like, they're not gonna keep, they're not gonna keep me if I was a 90th person if I didn't have the ability. So, so, I, like, people say it wasn't rewarding, but I think it was rewarding. I didn't. Our team wasn't that good. Our passing was, was was a little different, I mean I don't know, it was just a weird scenario, but uh I know that i that I proved myself and like and I tell everybody if I wasn't good, they would have not kept me. I was a 90th mm-hmm. person brought in. if I wasn't meant to be there and be on the team, they would have not kept me, so like i I showed that I belong there and and I proved it every day, and um yeah, it was definitely rewarding it, it just opened my eyes like, damn, like before that I was like I'm a d two guy, maybe the talent's different but but then you go to the AF and everybody's a first a a, a round pick a draft pick or played in the NFL for most uh, Charles james you, you paid for four years yeah. so just being around guys that that been in the league and you're and you're and you're beating them it's just like oh I'm supposed to be here so so I, I think it was a big eye opener like that 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 I'm that that, that 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 the league happened so I was happy mm-hmm. that, that it actually it happens,
0: so yeah, I, I can understand that point of view too. It gives you more tape as well, an opportunity to show other coaches, especially since Singletary in general and his staff, a lot of them were with the NFL, so I could see that side of it being completely understandable. Uh, speaking of you know undrafted free agent, which is would be yourself, what is it like when you come out of college? Um, just the process of trying to see what your opportunities are, say for example, a d two uh, player like yourself, uh, what are you, what are you, what were your first steps or what what did you experience at the time?
1: Yeah, it was definitely rough. I mean, any D2 player would say, D3 player would say it's, it's a rough, it's really rough for us. We get overlooked and um, yeah, just finding an agent, it's hard. Trying to get in contact with teams is hard. Uh, you really have to do numbers in college, like which I did. And even doing numbers like that, you have to, you have to be six, four, like, do crazy stuff so I got overlooked in 2017 I didn't play in two. I didn't play in 2017 and then I had to take I had to take a different route it was either hang it up or take it a different route and just just my in my blood I, I don't know what give up is so I took a different route I went with Carolina Cobras got rookie of the year in that league got hit up Mike Singletary got signed so so every year I keep progressing I know uh, I know I took a, the long road which which uh, which but yeah, it was it was definitely hard, but like mm-hmm. it's it, it's definitely worth it. And I showed every professional level. I I put numbers up and I performed, and, and I'm supposed to be here.
0: Absolutely, you definitely, were proving it. Even even before this, before the alliance, which is why I'm gonna take a step back here. Uh, you mentioned the Carolina Cobras uh, in particular, uh, arena football in general. You've been very much well versed in at this point. Uh, first off, let's go back to the to signing in the NAL. Um, because in the communities, the NAL and the a- AFL are considered much different levels. Uh, what, what differences did you notice between your two rookie seasons, uh, besides maybe just a few rule changes, uh, like maybe personnel, staffing, or just things like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, the talent, I mean, there's talent everywhere. In mm-hmm. football, there's talent everywhere. Truth. You could, Truth. Tell, you, you could tell in the AFL there was a little more talented players, but not, not a whole big difference. The O-line and D-line were definitely way bigger. Mm-hmm. In the AFL, in the AFL, they're way bigger, but yeah, the talent was was very similar. There's the, the speed is a little faster. the uh, DBs cover a little better, but it's it, it, it's football. You're gonna find talent everywhere. That's why AFL usually recruits all all, all the NAO players because that's where they get their talent from. It's the it's bread, the and then you guys you get guys like me, Malachi, uh, Keontae. We're we're all from the NAO so so yeah they were uh, afl recruits nal so
0: understandable understandable uh, now the big your big splash i think really came in the arena football league i i would say i mean you're you got on the scene with the alliance a lot more exposure to the alliance but your arena football league breakout year in 2019 really i think puts you on the map uh Take us through going going in with that new expansion team that was in Columbus, um, and what was I mean? Was it just the drive of you know the alliance collapsing that got you really pumped up to say I'm going to make this shot in the Arena Football League?
1: Yeah, after the alliance how it ended, I had a bad taste in my mouth. I was inactive the last I think two games, and then it folded. I was like, I can't go out like this. I I have to join. I have to join the AFL, and it was a crazy week. I think the league folded. April seventh mm-hmm. I went to Miami for two days. I went to North Carolina and then I went back to ohio and it was a it was a rough week for me um and then yeah, and then coach sock in columbus uh took me in and and yeah it was I fell in love with the city the city- ohio is the greatest place I've ever been to in my life it was it was amazing the fans there they treat you like they treat you awesome and yeah, it was an awesome experience and yeah, I just I worked too hard and, 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 and I wanted to show like, it wasn't like, like I really do this, like, like this is my, this I'm passionate. And every day you're going to get the best out of me. So I just, I had to, I had to go to the AFL and prove that that it wasn't just a a, a show. And I really, I really do this. And, 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 and everything I, I, I earned and I get it is it, it's earned. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's worked for.
0: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, the Columbus community in particular, uh, you, really, you really sparked up a lot of interest, I think, in the league again with just your performances out there. Um, one super fan in particular that I know definitely like talking to you, talking to you uh, during kickoffs is uh, one dog man by that name. Uh, any, anything that really stuck out to
1: you with some of those talks before kicks? Oh, dog man's great. He used to. He used to talk to me the whole, the balls in the air. He said, "Return it, baby, and return it." While all the balls in the air, I'm like, "I hear you." So yeah, dog, dog man is an awesome guy. He says you're gonna take, like he used to say, you're gonna take it to the house. You're gonna score every, and he's an awesome guy. Just the way he used to interact with me in the middle of the play. But uh, yeah, he, I love, I love people like that. That 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 care care for the players and cares about the community and cares about about the team so yeah he's an awesome guy and we still stay in contact i i sent him one of my rookie cards just the other day and right he, right he, he he's a he's a he's a good guy so so yeah I'm, I'm glad i was able to meet him
0: uh i've always wondered this myself myself with with play because you specialize a lot in the return game as well as in the receiving game so how difficult is it to catch a return off of a rebound net
1: yeah i just um so, first of all, I try to expand my, my talents. I was known in D2 as a receiver. I was the main receiver, so they didn't really use me on kickoff, on kick return, on punt return because I was the main guy. Mm-hmm. So, scouts said, get a kickoff film, get kick return film. So, at Ohio, I was like, let me get my film. I never returned. I never, I never tackled. I never did none of that. So, so I, um, in Ohio in Colum- for Columbus, I, I wanted a show that I could do that. It was my first re- i i think my first return was a touchdown against baltimore yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, it just shows you that that anything i put my mind to i i um I, I could do it and and yeah uh, yeah uh catching kicks off the net was a big i was like so you got to catch it and then turn around uh, <laughs> but yeah it was it was definitely a big change for me i i didn't ex- i didn't expect it but yeah it was a if you could return kicks off the nets you could return regular kicks so mm-hmm. it was it was it, it was an awesome and and, um, yeah, I loved it. I
0: stated several times during that season that for guys like yourself, for Malachi Jones, if you can catch a ball off a wall, you can catch a ball anywhere. Um, what other adjustments in arena did you have to kind of get on the fly, maybe when you first joined in the NAL, just some of the basics of the game? Because I know there's a few things that are different, for example, like the motion for the receivers
1: yeah. and things like that. Yeah, the, uh, in the motion you have to – sometimes you got to slow down. Sometimes that it, it's, it's weird. Sometimes you have to look over the, like in corners, you have to look over the wrong shoulder to catch the ball sometimes. Right. So it was just a lot of adjustments. I, when I got to arena and Cobras are like, you're too fast. You're too fast. You're taking, your, <laughs> you're taking yourself out of the play every play. And yeah, in goal line, you, you can't be fast. You have to be patient. So it was just a lot of things you can't. I'm used to of, of doing everything full speed. So you, in arena, you really can't do everything full speed. You have to slow down and, and, uh, and, and make something happen. So, yeah, I think that was one of the biggest adjustments. Everything else is is, is football. I mean, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's just football. Do what you do best and get open, make catches, make plays, and, and, and do and do what you've been doing your whole life.
0: Right. Well, and you made plenty enough plays. Like I said, you landed rookie of the year on uh, the team with the lowest record in the league, unfortunately. But, you know, still was an impact player. You know, was one of the best in the league. And on, it landed you and – uh, Malachi Jones in particular, both of you ended up on the Montreal Alouettes uh, earlier this year when things were still on the up and up. Now, um, what is, what's the process of going to Canada for a player? I, I have one friend in particular who plays in the Czech Republic as a quarterback. So I kind of get some of the, I know there's some paperwork involved as well for visas in particular for the Czech Republic. Uh, what's it like with going across the border
1: up north? So actually, like I signed back in December. Um, I mean, we really didn't get to do anything because the virus. I went to a mini camp in Montreal back in March, actually, mm. like four days before the virus happened. So, so I almost got locked up in Montreal. But uh, yeah, I visited Montreal. Had an amazing time. I had a little mini camp with the guys. All the receivers, all the quarterbacks were out there. And um, yeah, just getting through the borders was pretty. They asked you a billion questions. They have you. So yeah, that was a mission. But yeah, we, as as far as visa, we didn't get through that process yet.
0: Okay, so you were still okay, you were still mid process visa, all right, yeah, jeez. I was just visiting yeah <laughs> you're still locked up with everything um yeah, coronavirus obviously has had affected the c f l and I guess it it's unfortunate that you you know you did get this opportunity, and then all of a sudden we have our world in uh you know a completely different way that we have been, a new normal as it's been phrased uh what what, was the, what were the players' vibes with the CFL? Any of those that you were interacting with at the time? Because uh, it seemed like it went through stages as the summer went on, where there was a lot of confidence. Then there was negotiations with the CFLPA, and then there was talks with the government. Uh, what, exactly. what was the – any of the players you talked to, what was the vibe
1: at least overall? I mean, I used to talk to my agent every day. Any updates, any updates, every, any updates. And, like, it's just frustrating. I signed back in December. I turned down some XFL con- – I turned down some things to sign with the CFL. So it was just frustrating how, how we didn't really get used throughout the whole process. It was like, we're going to have a season. We're going to have a season. We're going to have a season. And it was just frustrating because, because a person like me needs this uh, opportunity to get where I want to be. So I was training, working hard, getting, because I'm not going to take this opportunity for granted. I'm going to be ready. If, if we're going to have a season, you're going to get everything out of me. I'm going to train three times a day. I'm going to study my playbook. You're going to get the, you're going to get, you're going to get Fabian Guerra ready. Mm -hmm. So so it was just frustrating how you prepare for eight months. I signed back in December, you prepare for eight months, it's August and then you and then they cancel the season so so yeah I kind of I kind of said some stuff on Twitter that that it's how I felt it's yeah. not i w- I was not disrespecting nobody if you know me as a person, just you know whoever knows me as a person knows that I don't say a word on the football field anything I'm, i I go in. And, and go to work. I show up an hour early and I, sh- and I leave an hour after. I don't say a word. I just just imagine if you have a goal in your mind and, and you're going to play in the CFL, you're going to shatter records there and then you are going to the NFL and then and, and something happens that you can't control. This is mm. not my fault. If I get cut from something I did, then I would, I would go, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. But I can't, I can't control the virus. That's, so I just, I, I spoke out this past week and I said exactly what's on my mind. I hope no one took it personally. I hope no one, because uh, I, because I'm not a disrespectful, disrespectful person at all. I, I, I just said exactly how I feel. I'm a confident person. All I need is a shot, and, and you're gonna get the most out of me.
0: Fair enough. And I should actually clarify. You um, was your contract for two years? Just uh, before I asked this next yes. question. Yes. Right. Uh, so, Montreal
1: still has my Montreal still has my rights.
0: Okay. So, um, I guess uh, just this, as we lead in, you you know I was gonna ask this. Why why you opt out?
1: Uh, I figured my last game was uh, August 1st. I- I'm not going to sit out two whole years. Uh, and-, and I think this is the best opportunity with having film, having professional film in four, in three different professional leagues. I think this is my best shot. I'm 25. I'm in the best shape of my life. I think mm-hmm. this is the best shot for me to g- stick with the A- NFL team, put me on practice squad, let me learn, uh, groom me, and-, and-, and let me become the slot punt returner you need. I think right. this is the perfect this is the perfect time. I'm a return, man. I'm a kickoff. I'm a, I'm i I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy that's going to get the job done. I, I'm a, you're going to get everything out of me. So I just, I thought this was the right time to, to opt out and show that I belong there. If somebody, if somebody it, it gives me a workout and, and I could, and I could prove it, then, um, then, then yeah, they're going to, they're, they're, they're going to get a gem. I, I, I believe.
0: I believe I think you'd be right as well, um, and you know what I I think just with the situation you're in, it's not a bad choice. Obviously, you're not the only one that opted out of a CFL contract, so you know there's other opportunities that could be out there. Um, I do want to ask about the XFL, but just but just because I am curious, uh, have you? I know you've been trying to uh, trying to get talks with any NFL tryouts, and they're, they've been giving tryouts for players. Um, mm-hmm. What's the latest status between you and your agent on say uh, NFL tryouts or anything in particular?
1: actually an ex an xfl coach hit me up recently no kidding Uh, yeah yeah so i mean that's always in the i mean i always have options and i'm always open for options and 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 i'm gonna make the most out of every situation and um and and i'm grateful for any opportunity like i said montreal and cfl uh, like i'm i'm blessed they gave me a shot they gave a d2 walk on a shot i had to go through arena i had to go through the af i had to go through AFL, i had to go through stages and and I don't want to have no hard feelings with the CFL. I'm I'm blessed, and I hope I hope they understand that. I I just want to live my dream. If it's for 15 minutes, or 15 minutes, if it's for an hour, I just want to live my dream. I hope they understand that. And mm-hmm. and if they if they don't, then 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 it's it's okay. And yeah, so the XFL reached out to me a couple of days ago. A uh, one a coach particular. Okay. So I mean, I I always, I always have that option, but right now I'm focusing on the NFL. I know. I hope I hope I have enough film to sh- to get a workout. I mean, what? I didn't get a workout four years ago. Let me get it. Let me get it now. Let me. I have pro film. I have I have college film. I have everything. So I think it wouldn't hurt to get me a workout. So so right now my agent is focusing on on getting me a workout and 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 he's been talking to a few teams so hopefully some good news in the next couple days
0: and we're hoping all the same honestly you've been proving yourself quite a bunch in these last three years i definitely think it's time for a guy like yourself to be due um crazy i would i was gonna say jump the gun on my xfl question because that's that's nuts you have a coach already calling you on that so just to clarify you would be interested say if the xfl did finally get itself in order and they wanted you to come in you would consider that
1: Yes, I will. Um, I was considering it last year. Um, I didn't get drafted and then CFO called right after the draft day and then XFO called a week after. So I was, I signed a week before, like, you know what I'm trying to, I signed Mm -hmm. a week. Yeah. So, so I said, you're just a, you're just a week too late. But, Uh but I mean, everything happens for a reason. I wish I would have, I mean, I can't, I can't say I wish I would have signed with, I mean, waited a little, but Everything happens for a reason. But, yeah, I, I, I will consider it. You know, I'll go anywhere. I've been in Ohio. I've been in North Carolina. I've been West Virginia. So so I'm, <laughs> I, I just want to play football and show I belong there. And, and, and if that's what it takes for me to get to the NFL, I'm still, I'm still in the right. If you think about it, if I paint the XFL in January, I get out in May, I'm still in, my, still in the same process to get right. to the NFL. I'm still going to be 25 by May, and, and, and I'm, still, I'm still in the right. I'm still in the right uh goes mine.
0: Mhm. That's fair. So, yeah. Yeah, no that that's fair. Paul just interrupted you by the way.
1: <laughs> no, um,
0: you're fine. But yeah, so I that's okay. So yeah, you do have options um that's nice to hear. Um, i We do wish you the best. Obviously, try, again, you trying to get an NFL opportunity. Of course, I. We mm. wish you the best in getting to that top level. Um, before we go, uh, I do. The, I give everyone I interview a chance for this. Uh, I give you. I give everyone a final word. Uh, what, what do you have to say for the, for maybe fans that you've you know run into over the years, or maybe maybe just family, any anyone in particular, or just something you want to spread along.
1: What What do you mean? Like just like.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, just like, uh, let's like say, you know, thank you, maybe thanks for the support. I, or uh, I don't know if you just uh, something that's maybe informational for players out there that were in your situation. Um, oh, yeah, I just,
1: I would say, I would say if a guy like me with zero offers, 5'6", 125 pounds, 5'7", 125 pounds, if I can do it, I feel like anybody, if you put your mind to it and and, and, and you do what you got to do on and off the field. Cause I'm a guy that does everything right on and off the field. If the coach's eyes are on me, or if they're off me, I'm still going to, they know in their mind that I'm doing the right thing. Always. I'm not out partying. I'm not out drinking. I'm not out smoking. I'm in my room studying the plays, doing everything the right way. So, so I don't think any coach has ever had that doubt in their mind. I do everything the right. So I feel like any, any kid, any professional that's ever doubting something that they look at me and they see if I can do it, they, like they can do it. I, I I feel like I give a lot of people hope in the, in the last, in the last week I got over 500 DMS, 500, nice. it's, it's been a crazy week and, and I, and I'm glad I'm an inspiration. I, I didn't say anything on Twitter that I didn't mean. I was speaking straight out of my heart, out of a little bit of frustration, but it was, it was out of my heart and it's exactly how I feel. And I just want to give kids out there hope and, And if you had to speak out for what you want in life to speak out.
0: I love that message. And I'm glad that we have had this conversation. Uh, Definitely. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for joining me on the show today. Really.
1: No problem, Zach. Thanks for having me.
0: It's no problem. Uh, Be sure, by the way, to follow Fabian Guerra on any of his social media. What are your, what are your, your user tags, by the way, just so I can spread that.
1: So on Instagram, it's Fabian Guerra Jr. Jr. And then on Twitter, it's Fabian Guerra underscore 86
0: all right be sure to follow those accounts trust me he he's definitely definitely a talented individual and definitely has some great things to say on the leagues that he has been in and his journey in particular uh as for gridiron gallery i'm on facebook twitter instagram all at zk podcast you can follow me as well for my personal account at, at zach kyleman plenty of takes on indoor football cfl nfl in between uh for fabian Guerra, i'm zach kyleman saying so long thank you very much for tuning into this edition of gridiron gallery and stay tuned